I said earlier on, when you get introduced, I know you'll expect this big preacher from somewhere who's coming to preach and they should be clapping of hands and in coats and in triple suits or triple suits. I, I'm not a preacher of that nature. I'm going to talk in terms of how God has used me over the time uh, while I was in this life journey. I think as the pastor said, my name is Mtu Sibanyoni. I grew up in Ermelo. In Ermelo is in Pumalanga, southeastern Transvaal. Those who are old enough to remember those uh, days. Uh, southeastern Transvaal, and we grew up speaking Afrikaans. Uh, I always make a joke that even an Indian in, in Ermelo spoke Afrikaans. Even if you're speaking to me, you will speak in Afrikaans, because that's how we grew up. So we grew up in that Ermelo, as a youth in that time, you will remember uh, during that uh, our country was going through a lot of struggle in our days. We grew up in a, st in, in a state where there's always constant struggle. And yeah, as a 17-year-old, you become part of that. Uh, or as a youth, you become part of that because that's what you, 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 you grow up knowing and you, you come to age experiencing. And that's how I became involved. And as a youth, and today I want to speak a lot to the youth as well because that's what happened to me. Um, one Sunday, it, it, it was in 86, we were planning for a June 16, which was going to happen on a Wednesday. And usually on Sunday, what do you do? As a youth, your mom tells you to church. There's no question. In nowadays, our children, they can engage with us whether they want to go to church, yes or no. But in those days, it was, it's church, and no question. You just trek along. So I trekked along. I was in church. Uh, I was part of the, uh, as I said, I was part of the school, SRC. So what happened is I was in church and police came looking for us because they became very clever. They realized that June 16 is on Wednesday. We will be planning something as of that Sunday. So they were clever as well. They came on Sunday. They picked me up from church, boom, in detention. Uh, that was a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. The, the, the celebration or the June 16 celebration took place. And that evening or afternoon or Thursday morning, we got a call that one of my best friends, who was also my friend and my brother, had been shot during the celebration and he died. Uh, asking God, what happened? Why God? Why this? Why is it happening like that? And I think I was lucky that I was in that state when I met God because we were detained with another pastor who was also involved, and he quickly said, he opened Ecclesiast 1. Meaningless, meaningless, everything is meaningless. Why men uh, worry so much about labor and toll when it all comes to an end? That confused me. I said to him, so you mean whatever we're doing is meaningless? He said, yes. When everything comes to an end is when you die. However, that was the beginning of me adopting uh, my, my life verse, which is Ecclesiastes 12, verse 1 to 3. I know that people will always adopt a verse. I've adopted a book. My wife knows that I like to talk about Ecclesiastes because Ecclesiastes, I think, gives us something that we always do or we always want to do. It talks to the youth. It said to the youth, you can do whatever you want. If you want to go and drink wine, go and drink wine and be merry. If you want to do whatever, go and do it. But comes to chapter 12 and says, remember your creator in your youthful days. The verse says, remember your creator in the days of your, your youth, before the days of trouble come and the years approach, 
when you will say, I find no pleasure in them. So that is what begins with me. To say, okay, if I can do whatever I want to do and everything can come to meaningless, what is then the, 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 the end result? And the end result is we will meet our creator. And our creator will ask us a question, what did you do? How was your life journey? And that is how I began to, to, to struggle with this uh, book and our lives at the time. To say, we are in this life, this is what's happening in our country, there's no justice, we're fighting justice, can I be a Christian in that life? And the answer was yes, you can be Christian in that life because God is a God of justice. So my life began to take that form and I remember I had to go to Newcastle to study to complete my, my, my secondary school because I couldn't complete in Ermelo. With 86 state of emergency, we were refused to re-register re back to the school, so I had to go to Newcastle in a Catholic school. The Catholic school could adopt us, and uh, I studied there. I think that was a God's intervention, because going into another Christian school, and you begin to go through a Christian environment and with a struggle. And that was uh, a very uh, way God worked into my life. Fast forward that into university, I finished my school, my metric. I had no money to go to university. No one could, could uh, fund me. And I happened to go to the orientation, which starts in February. Went into, uh, into the orientation. Before I, I went to Newcastle, when I was in Elmer, I used to do part-time in one of uh, the shop. So one of the guys, the owner of the shop, had said to me, if you finish and you go to university, I'll fund you. I said, cool. So I finished at university at, at, at St. Louis Petrans High in Newcastle. I went to university. It was University of Natal at the time. It's now known as UKZN, University of KwaZulu Natal. So I went, went in there, registered there, went for my orientation. Through my, during my orientation, so they brought me on a Sunday, dropped me, and they left. This is the guy that I used to work for him, and his wife and my mom, they were in the car. So they, they went back to Ermelo. As they were driving back to Emelo, if you know Colenso and Lady Smith, there's a bridge, Utugela Bridge. They met an accident there. The, the, husband, the wife died instantly. He spoke, he was giving them what has happened, described what happened. My mom was injured. So they took them to hospital in Lady Smith. The wife has already died. But he collapsed in the hospital and died. Because they didn't take care of him quickly, they thought he was fine. And he had just uh, injuries. That's the beginning of my trouble. Now, we had, it was a time when there were no cell phones, and immediately you realize that, oh, how could they contact me? Uh, through schools, they were able to then get hold of me, phoning the university, eventually get hold of me. They got hold of me on a, Wednesday, on a Thursday when it was the end of the orientation, and then I realized that I needed to go home because I had no money to go uh, to study further. I spoke to a lady called Mary Odendal, and I said to him, hey, look, I'm going to leave my, my bags with you. I'm going to go home. This is what has happened. When I get money, I'll come and collect it. She said to me, then school? I said, I, I don't know. This is the person who's going to fund me in, in, in my universities. So he said, give me your contact details. I gave her my mom's details and said, bye. So I went back to MLO. Friday I was there, Saturday funeral, Sunday done, Monday sitting at home thinking what I'm going to do. Tuesday I got a, my mom got a call at work, and uh, this lady said, look, tell him to, I found a bursary for her, uh, for him through Kellogg's. 
So I said, hey, what has happened? So when I spoke to my mom, she came back home and she cried. She said, I said, what happened? Who died now? I know those two died. Now who died? She said, no, no one died. So she prayed and she said, you've got a bursary. I said, what? She said, yeah. There's a lady called Mary Odendaraz. I said, no, Odendal. There. She phoned and said, we've got a bursary. So I rushed back to school. We have to come back uh, before the weekend. So then I got money, borrowed money, got into a taxi, drive down to, uh, fly, uh, uh, travel down to Maritzburg, got back, got hold of Mary Odendal, and I got back. Uh, I got registered and I got the rest. Studied through the year with, 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 with um, Kellogg's, finished my first degree, BA law, and Kellogg said, what are you doing next? I said, I'm doing law. I said, stuff. If you're doing law, you're on your own, brother. I said, why? He said, no, we only want teachers. I said, okay. Uh, what, what do I do? I got hold of uh, the NSFAS now. So in my first degree, when I was doing my first degree, remember I come from home. No one can send me money. I got to do small jobs, uh, this and that, uh, as interns. We research for lecturers. So we got to do that, and they will pay you a thousand rand was big money those time. So I'll do those small jobs and get money to buy whatever toiletries I need. And also being involved in the struggle, uh, SRC, this and that, work, study, you can't fail, you've got a pessary, you fail, you, the pastor will not fund you further. So all of those, you finish your first degree, second degree, no money, but then there's uh, loans. So I'm Grateful to say that when I studied through the loan, the, the, the loan scheme, they had a, a rule at that time, if you pass 60% and above, they'll convert some of your loan to a bursary. So I was able, my first year I passed very well, they convert that, I said, okay, this goes well. And second year I didn't pass well, they didn't convert that because, you know, and I finished on my third year, but they've converted quite a bit, 60% of my loan was converted into bursary. Now I finished, so I need to go and do articles, all of those things. I think God worked with, through us in different ways. Fast forward that when I was at work. I'm at work, um, I didn't apply for the work. A word came through that NetBank were looking for people to come and work in the public sector. And this friend of mine who was in the SRC presidency at that time, his, his, his sister was working for NetBank. So they invited me, they told me, and I said, okay, I'll go. One interview, I got accepted at NetBank. So my mind is very bad. When I'm doing this, I want to know what this person is doing. So while I was working in public sector, I looked around and they noticed that I was very inquisitive. The leader of the bank at that time, Mr. Hank Lienstra, said to me, come, I will want to make you banking. I want you to come and work in our corporate division as a banker. I said, man, I don't have finance, I don't have accounting, I only have law. His words were, we'll make you a banker, we'll teach you banking. I said to myself, okay, I'll take this leap of faith. And uh, that's how I got into banking. And throughout my banking career, we've met a lot of people whom I would have preached to them. But, you know, through my way of living, I think I've preached to them through way of living. We had one of my friends who was very naughty, but throughout the career of us living together and working with him, he got saved and is a safety man today. In my family, I've met Pat at university. I'm very grateful that God gave me a wife like her because she's got the same um, heart as mine. We've got two boys, I think as Pastor said, 
First one is Guhegonke, all is well. We were thanking God. The second one is Sibongagonke. I was telling her, this is the end. Children expensive. Sibongagonke, we think everything. We are four, but we've never lived as the four in the home. We've always had people to help, especially youngsters, which I've worked with. I think this verse has called for me to work with youngsters, to say to the youngsters, while you have energy, work for God. While you are young, while you are energetic, you are powerful, you are innovative, work for God. Because there comes a time when you are tired and you cannot have that power to work for God. At the same time, we've got old people who meet God in their twilight days. And it's not too late to meet God because there's a lot that you can still do even in your old days. I mean, people, they come, they meet God when they are in their 70s, 80s, 90s. But there's a lot that you can still do. You can still talk to somebody. You can still help somebody and enhance the God, uh, God's gospel. And I want to say today to the youth, if you are in church and you are sitting here, we are not in the wrong place. We are actually in the right place. It's cool to be here. And it's cool for you to work for God while you have the energy. Because remember, your life journey comes to an end. And God will ask you, what did you do? How did you praise me in your life journey? And I want to challenge you to say, when you meet your creator, you must be able to say, God, this is what I've done for you in all my life journey. Thank you very much.